Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Chris and today we're going to be going through my team going into, I think it's round, it's round five now, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's getting a little bit up there. Sorry I've been a bit AWOL. Um, as most of our fans know, I've been juggling life and doing the things and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all catching up with us. But uh, I'm back this week um, and I'll probably give you a bit of a two-week update because I didn't obviously come on last week. Before I go though, obviously check us out on uh, all of our social media platforms on uh, on Twitter. We are SC Insider 100 pretty much everywhere. Um, and on YouTube, you can catch us as well on Supercoach Insider. Um, this video is brought to you by Splash Vodka. Like I look forward to actually tasting it, which is going to be good. We've got a couple of cartons there so that's um that's pretty awesome today i'm actually just on the vino because you know why not um a little bit of that mm-hmm. mm. i've just had uh just had dinner and um now I'm, I'm sitting down to relax and talk to you lovely people so uh look it's been a rough couple of weeks i'm not gonna lie i've just had especially this weekend just passed it's just it's all gone into a dumpster um it's I, I, and i guess most of it is my fault, so I have no one really else to blame. It all started with round one. <laughs> uh, all my problems really have stemmed from the fact that I ha- I started with Kai Baldwin, or Kane Baldwin, I should say, instead of Nick Martin. If I had started Nick Martin, I would probably be in the top 100. Um, I would probably have a lot more money and I would have a lot more options. Um, what this cask has cascaded into is an absolute mega fight. So not having um, Nick Martin last week instead of, uh, it, so the first two weeks, obviously, so week one and week three that he actually played, cost me points on field. Not only that, I was $1,300 short of my optimum trade uh, out of the um, correction trades, which was to get JHF in. Um, instead of doing that, I ended up going to Jack Ginovan, who has made money. So, like, whatever. He had, he did have a really nice break even for the last two weeks. He's made uh, 85K from memory. So, it's not like he hasn't made any money. But now, of course, Jack Ginovan is out this week. Um, being rested, so he's probably going to take a one-weeker. His break-even's up to 63, which is what his projected score is. He is valued at 280k, but I think he may have peaked. It, it might be all over for Jack Ginovan, or um, you may only have you know 20, 30k left in him. In which case, are you really going to sit here and wait four or five weeks for him to make that extra 30k? Probably not, especially with that week that he's out now. So. Um, First of all, then I lose more points, of course, on field. Um, last two weeks, um, Horn Francis has gone quite well. He hasn't blown me out of the water with his point generation, but that combined with Nick Martin last week. So I played on field uh, Ginovan, of course, instead of Nick Martin. Why didn't I get Nick Martin in last week? Well, I happened to have a family lunch that I attended, which was awesome. Um, and I completely forgot on Sunday that the early game was at one ten, not two ten. And I checked my phone at twenty past one, being like, "Okay, I'll, I'll have a look at the um, the laid outs just to make sure that I could get Martin in." And the game had already started. So not only did I ruin my team from round one onwards, I then had the gall, the gall, to not trade in Nick Martin when I should have, and that's cost me another ninety thousand dollars because that's how much he's obviously gone up this week. Um, and pretty much that's ended my season. 
in terms of any hopes of winning, I'm pretty sure, because it's a cascading effect. So I'll have to get Nick Martin anyway, because he's still going to make 150k more. More, he'll be probably about 350k by the time he's done, maybe even more. Um, and it's probably going to be the rookie that makes the most money this year, which is great for everyone who has him, which is everybody but me. Um, so I'm looking like I'm probably going to have to get him anyway, and. Therefore, I've already lost. Let's call it. Let's call it a flat hundred k, and I've probably lost about one hundred and fifty points on field, which is a lot at the top. Um, now, fortunately, my scores haven't been too bad. Um, so, I'm actually I scored two one three two this week, which was pretty low. But um, over, even though last week was also a really bad week, the one thing I did manage to avoid this week was the captaincy on Patrick Cripps. Uh, so I actually captained Took. And again, to my week, oh, I had DVC on McRae right up until the last minute. And I was like, oh, we'll take the contested possessions of of Dunks because of you know McRae the week before. But all week I was like, nah, McRae's bouncing back. McRae's bouncing back. McRae's bouncing back. And then the last second I change it, bang, kills me. So there's another 50 points that I lost out on. Um, yeah, so it's been a bit of a, a rough couple of weeks. I, I, I'm actually still ranked quite well. I'm, I'm ranked, as you can see here, uh, just 2,541. So, you know, it's not terrible by any stretch. Um, I'm still going quite well. This team's still looking all right. But I'm going to have to make a couple of dead trades this week. We've just had the news come through that um, the Cripper is out for a week, which, uh, for at least a week, which doesn't really impact me. We've had a bit of a chat on our Supercoach Insider chat um, pretty much most of the week about Cripper and like, you know, whether we should trade, whether we should not. I'm in the camp of holding because it doesn't seem to be like it's going to be a very significant injury. It may only be one or two weeks at max. But uh, then Swizz actually came up with a point that they travel to Perth next week. Now, I then came back with another point that he's a Perth native. So he probably he has friends, family over there anyway. So whether, like, I don't think the whole Perth game and traveling to Perth actually weighs into the decision of, of is he playing next week or is he not? I think that that's more of a, I'm going regardless and if I can play, great. So he'll probably travel with the team even if he's not um, uh, even if he's not playing. So I don't think that factors into the decision making of the team whether or not um, he plays next week. So something to, be, something to factor in anyway, something to think about is that, uh, yeah, he's actually from Perth. Um, he used to play for East Frio. Now, the other thing that happened last week, so Dixon, this is just a, it's just a comedy. It's so funny. So obviously Dixon goes big and I've got Hayes, so then I, I, I moved um, English into the forward line last week to allow Hayes to try and get me that, uh, that Dixon score, which was on the bench. Um, now, luckily, obviously, Hayes didn't play, but what that did was I then had to move Rochelle on off the field. He was on field in mids. To do that, I had to move him on field in the forward line onto the bench. Yeah, so I missed his on-field score as well. I copped Cherry's on-field score. Um, O'Driscoll was on the bench, so I mean, a good move that I had was having a you know starting with O'Driscoll and not having to trade him in, um, which meant that I had to field Ward again, and I've just been constantly getting battered with Ward. Um, it's been really, really frustrating. Uh, and so, yeah, so just a bit of a, bit of a rough week overall. Um, Hall still hasn't really produced after being traded from Whitfield. Um, I'll go through that a little bit on the pod. Ryan scored, was scored 65 at halftime and ended on 77. Like, 
Four other Fremantle defenders turned up and Ryan couldn't. Killing me. You're killing me, Petey. You're killing me. Um, obviously, Raul. I don't think most people have Raul anyway, so it's not really too much of an issue. I still think he's a hole at this stage. Uh, and then the premiums are going okay there. Uh, forward premiums are pretty much standard. I I think Butters does come back. I'll probably chat to, uh, with uh, with Ben a little bit about that on the pod. So I'm not too worried about him. Um, so really, realistically, I'm in a situation where I can either hold trades, trade Cripper, and try and you know sideways trade him and and go that way, or which is what I'm going to do. I just I just got to fix my team because my team now has a problem that I'm not going to have enough cash generation. That is my biggest problem in my team. So I just got to do it. And the only way I can do that, I got to fix it, is trade out Ginevan. Um, so the good news is this. So by trading out both Ginevan and Kai Baldwin to the guys that I know that are going to make cash, all right? So the first one's obviously going to be Nick Martin. So let's get that guy in. Nick Martin... There we go. Bang. Bring him into the forward line. Okay. Now, what are we going to do with that other one? Now, the first thing's first. There really isn't any other rookie. Now, I was looking at Reef McInnes. I really like him. Now, I was a little bit annoyed about how he's been played so far. Week one played a, very, a lot of forward time, and, but, but at least he got some midfield time in there. Week two, he played like 80% forward. It was ridiculous. Uh, I think that that does change moving forward because now there's a gaping hole in a mid-forward rotation spot called Jamie Elliott, who was playing basically 50-50 midfield time with Goey and um, and Jamie Elliott. They were playing 50-50 split. Now, what the problem is, is last week Goey wasn't there and Riff McInnes didn't play that role. So who's it going to fall to? Um I think that the likely scenario is that Degoe is actually stuck forward um, for the foreseeable future, and they use more mid-time into guys like Dacos, who's playing absolutely fantastic in that role, um, Paddy, uh, Paddy Lipinski, who will probably get a little bit more midfield time, etc. Pendles will get a little bit more midfield time because now they've got a full complement of, of defenders. So I don't think that they're going to traditionally go that way um, and fill it with a like-for-like -like replacement, which would be great if it was someone like a Reef McInnes. I just don't think they do. And there's not really anyone else on the Collingwood list that I would say is a medium-sized forward that can perform with the same qualities as, say, a Jamie Elliott. I just don't think we have that player. So there's no real point going like-for-like, -like, in my opinion. Um, the other option is obviously bringing someone like Finn McRae. Uh, I don't like... Finn McRae playing forward at all. Uh, if you're going to play Finn McRae, you've got to play him around the ball. So, um, yeah, we'll see what what happens there. Anyway, so I have thought about it, and I think, look, I've got to get him anyway. I know he's suspended, but let's just go and get Proust now. And that will like free up some trades uh, upcoming, so I don't have to trade him in next week. If I have a problem next week, I can deal with that without having to use a, a potential trade boost, etc. So I'm just going to go and grab, uh, and I'm probably going to have... Dixon there, and I'm going to chuck in uh, Pruce. Um, so Pruce is probably going to be a must-have. I think you'll absolutely sh shit in a, a hundred. Uh, sorry, a 150k price rise. Um, I think he probably gets to 400k, and he's I think by far the best on-field forward slash 
ruck rookie that is there at the moment. So you're better off um, you know, touch, yeah, getting Braden Pruce and getting him on field than not having than playing, say, a Martin or a Dixon or a Hayes on field or a Rochelle, etc. Um, so yeah, that is something to consider moving forward. Is that who you're going to play on field? Now, there's also uh, rumours around it, and we haven't really got confirmation of this. The Scott Lysette is out. He injured his shoulder, of course, on the weekend, um, which will get a debut from Sam Hayes, um, potentially, which is li- highly likely, I'd say, even though he hasn't really been performing well. Now, that is going to be mean that in three weeks we're going to have another ruck downgrade. So at that point, we're going to be able to trade out one of the Hayes or Dixon depending on who's ready and ripe for the uh, for the picking. Um, but that will landlock a lot of ruck action. So that's something we've got to be careful of. Right now, we've got so much flexibility with rucks. We've got English, we've got Cherry that's about to be ruck forward. We've got Dixon, we've got Hayes. If they're all stuck in the forward line, that's going to really landlock a lot of our guys. So, um, yeah, there's there's merit to, to people looking at, at getting rid of a premium ruck, like a Grundy or like a Gorn, etc., and going down to a Proust moving forward because there's so many ruck options that they can transition into their team. Um, not that they're not going to be good options, that they could just expand their team to different avenues and uh, and put their points elsewhere. The on-field rookies are much better in the forward line than they are in the midfield. I'm still playing Ward on-field is averaging 46, but you got Nick Martin's averaging 89 over here, Rochelle's averaging 80, etc. Um, and that's not to mention, I've still got Will Brody over here in the midfield. So... Um, yeah, it's a little bit strange, a little bit weird, but I think that's what I'm going to do. It just fixes my cash generation, unfortunately, again. So imagine if I had another 90, I think it's 94 grand or something like that on there. That's what I should have in my bank right now with these trades. So I should be having you know, over 100K to play with going into upgrade season, and now I have 11K, which is going to handicap me for the rest of the year. It just is. There's, there's no two ways about it. I made a mistake, got to cop it on the, on the chin and just move on. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, so that is me done for what I'm going to be doing this week. Now, in terms of vice-captain and captain, I'm pretty confident it's got to be Lockie Neal on the um, on the Thursday night versus Collingwood. Um, uh, I think that's a no-brainer. I don't think that they're going to move to tag at all. They will play... A, you know, I, I, Jack Chris might go a little bit on a defensive rotation with him but there's no way that he's you know going to be a hard tag that they don't really do that at Collingwood anyway uh and McRae's not someone that has shown a propensity to do that yet either so I think vice captain Neil on the Friday night on the Thursday night I will be at that game so I'm looking forward to going and of course the the Friday night's got the the best captain options really I still think that it's probably McRae on the Friday night um as the captain so everyone should have some sort of loophole I mean, I've still got Owens that I'm working with here. Um, something that I'm also looking at is I'm probably going to be playing Mead on field over Ward this week. Um, and the reason for that is Ollie Wines, of course, is going to be out this week with uh, myocarditis. So the, the likelihood is that they're going to be a short midfield rotation. I assume Butters comes back into the fold with those CBAs. Um, I think that's how they're going to go. They've got Mead there as well. Um, and Robbie Gray probably comes back into that side. So it'll probably be Robbie Gray for Ollie Wines. They maintain the plays that they have, and then they get uh, they, they change over the uh, the positions slightly of everyone to make everything fit. So that is probably what I see moving this way forward. Um, 
of course we're probably gonna go like so let's put this yeah let's get this let's, let's get this right guys let's get this right how i'm winding up this week and that is probably how it's going to be um now can we loophole anyone is going to be an interesting point no because i've got all the forward playing rookies i think it's going to be uh with nick Nat out for 12 weeks i think we're going to be right to play dixon on field in the, in that capacity i think he's a shoe in for at least a 60 probably somewhere closer to 80 um rochelle is a problem to bank on that i mean again he's probably going to dump 100 playing richmond and i'm going to hate my life but um if you can loophole rochelle that's the way to do it um i'd actually like to play him in the midfield and loophole him with owens which i could potentially do but um unfortunately this week uh st kilda play the earlier game so that's the only loophole option i have um unless of course say Connor mcdonald is out which is a potential um but then you're, you're really running the, running a risk there you have you get you force yourself into playing say a ward on field instead of say a dixon so it does restrict your options moving forward Anyway, so look, there, there's my team. Um, as you can see, after this week, I'll still have 31 trades, but it's going to fix up my cash generation for the long term. Yes, I've lost 100K. I lost you know, a lot of points in the process, but I'm still a lot better off than a lot of other teams. I'm, I can't really complain. It's my own fault, but that is what it is. All right, guys. Well, uh, let me know, have you stuffed up this year? <laughs> and if you have, what'd you do? Um, and I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye.